in God's name, we're actually here to do something very special this morning. If you're visiting and you haven't seen this before, you're in good company, neither of we. Um, but we're here to ordain a couple in our church to be pastors. They're not strangers to us by any means. Um, they've actually been doing the journey with us for quite a long time. And uh, hopefully this is not something that surprises people because uh, I think it's a natural fit. We're really excited today, so excited to be ordaining Nathan and Karma this morning. As, as you said, they've been with us for a long time. We've known Carmen since before she was born, yeah. if, if, if you can know somebody before they're born. But we knew her when she was in her mother's... We saw her kicking. <laughs> That's right. And so we're absolutely thrilled, aren't we? Yeah. We are so excited today to be ordaining them as ministers in this house. What are you? I mean, to be fair, we're also excited for Nathan. We didn't know him quite that young. That's true. Um, but we are more than happy to adopt him in, in, into our house, even though he, he was old enough to grow a beard when we first met him, I think. Um, but uh, he, that was, what, 12? Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, pe perhaps you'd better continue on. We haven't got to the first bit yet. Leave. We're yeah. doing the serious stuff first. No, it's awesome. We're, we're absolutely thrilled today. So why don't you be seated yep. and we invite Carmen and Nathan to come, come on. up on stage with us. Yep. Give the band a, a hand as they're leaving this morning. What a great job they did. Now, what, what we're asking Carmen and Nathan to do is actually very serious. And so we've, we've, put together that there's a lot of paperwork that's that's been signed and gone into this but also there's there's a, a an anointing and a, and a commissioning that happens here um i was talked out of um a ram's horn and a, a liter a of oil um because apparently these days that's not sort of the way we do things but i was mad keen on that for a while um <laughs> But it is important, I think, that, that we as a church understand the responsibility as we ask Mayfield and Carmen to take that responsibility. So you know, while, while you're watching there, I'd love it if you guys would just sort of be praying for them and, and, and uh, sort of encouraging them yep. um, silently as, as we actually uh, help them undertake the, the oath uh, and the pledge to be a pastor. So... Do you want to do this or no? Okay. So do you, Mason and Carmen Allington, promise to fulfill the duties and responsibilities of a local church pastor as a follower of our Lord Jesus Christ, fully embracing the articles of the C3 Global Statement of Faith? We do. Do you agree to abide by the principles and rules of fellowship as set out by C3 Church? And are you committed to carrying out your pastoral duties submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and the authority of his church. We do. Therefore, as the senior ministers of C3 Norwood, we hereby commission you to the position of pastors in this church to serve as our assistants and hereby take on the consecration and the appointment. First of all, we are going to consecrate you with a little bit of oil. This 
is actually genuine. Got my own oil running down my other hat a little bit, little bit. That I purchased from El Shaddai Supplies. Very hard. And so, Nathan, I anoint you right now as a pastor in this church in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Carmen, I also anoint you as a pastor in this church in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we also, and as in the book of Acts, the appointment of ministers was accompanied by the laying on of hands. Although we're not going to ask you all to lay your hands on them, if you could reach your hands out as... Um, no, no, we're not praying just yet. This is just uh, as, as we lay hands on them and ask for the presence of the Holy Spirit right now to fall, to bring not just a physical appointment, to not just bring a commissioning in the physical sense, but to bring the power of the Holy Spirit into your lives, to enable you to fulfill the function that he has called you to this very day, to actually be a servant of his people, to have in your hearts the well-being, the respect and the needs of the people of this church, to put them before your own, to humble yourselves, to listen to God's call and to God's voice. In Jesus' name we pray. Holy Spirit, fill them right now. In the name of Jesus. And we'd like to pray for the whole family if they'd like to come up. The because who know, I don't know whether you know this, but pastoring is a family thing. Our children rejoice and suffer with us equally as part of ministry. And so, believe it or not, they need our prayers as much as anybody else. So, can you reach out your hands and, and pray? Let's pray out loud. Let's lift, lift our voices. Let's, let's start to praise God. Pray, uh, pray for his anointing and his presence and every member of this family we thank you lord right now that the times ahead are times of joy that whatever stress comes on their lives you are there to handle that holy spirit your anointing is there for all three children i hate it when i did toby lucy jemima Most people in the church will tell you that the more I like you, the less I remember your name. Isn't that right, dear? <laughs> so, Lord, we just pray blessings and encouragement, revelation and an excitement about serving you in Mathan and Carmen and Jemima, Lucy and Toby as they move forward in Jesus' mighty name. Yeah, we thank you, Lord, that you bless them and you keep them. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Awesome. Uh, would you welcome your new pastors? <laughs> Pastor Mason and Pastor Carvin. Now, kids, you realise that you have to call your parents that from now on, even at home. Can you put me to bed, please, Pastor I, Carvin? I, I think... I think that was our kids calling out, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, well, they were. Oh, dear. They were actually very good. Yeah. So, okay. Um, we're going to. 
We're going to have a chat with the Ellingtons. Yeah, your introduction to your your new your assistant pastors here because um, it's good to actually get to know a bit more about them. And also, oh, while you're there, l- let me present you with uh, the uh, certificates, which you can you can have family photos with afterwards, and a signed copy of the agreement to behave yourselves. Uh, <laughs> Play by the rules. I, 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 I'm, I'm just going to say now that... Just like we do. That'll be easy for you. Different story. Yeah. Um, no, joking. Okay, if we could have uh, some chairs up here. Um, we're going to grill, I mean, uh, talk to Mason and Carmen a little bit about what it's like going forward. Before we go any further, though, and there is the handing over. We've got something special that traditional <laughs> briefcase. We've got something special. That Don't know if you can read that. This is your survival kit. Okay. So, in here, Chris, would you like to hold that forward? In here, I'll just I'll just read out to you. In here, we have some lifesavers to remind you of the many times you've been one. We have some mints to help you keep your cool. We have some gum to get you out of sticky situations. We have a Kit Kat to remind you to have a break. We have Smarties to help you have the right answers when you need them. We have some Snickers to maintain your sense of humour. I was very clever. I got a two-pack. We, we have some coffee for a shot of energy when you need one. We have some tea to relax after a busy day. We have some playing cards to help you deal with any situation. We have some tissues. No gambling. Tissues to wipe away the tears. We have a pencil to list your blessings every day. And there are four, so there's a lot of blessings. We have some markers to leave your mark wherever you go. We have a pen to jot down all the reasons why you are amazing. We have an eraser to remind you that it's okay to make mistakes. I've rubbed it out. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's in there. It's in there. It's we have some pegs. It's erased. Some pegs to help you hang in there. We have some rubber bands to help to remind you to be flexible. We have some band aids to heal hurt feelings, either yours or someone else's. And we have a candle. So you can be the light at the end of the tunnel. Thank you. Thank you. All yours. And just I'll put a. Just wonder if it comes with handcuffs. <laughs> you might need to attach it. The the um. We were going to do that. Codes. We could only find fluffy ones. 
<laughs> there, that would send the wrong message, wouldn't it? <laughs> Don't reach it. It's back from a shop. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I found them online. <laughs> Not sure where this is going, mate. Train it in. Okay. Train it in. Let's let's get to the chat. Just yeah. In case. Well, okay. Let, let's let's get really serious here. Um, you guys are obviously faith-filled people. How how did you come to faith, uh, Carmen? Wow. Well, um, I came to faith because my mum came to faith. And my mum came to faith because you guys came to faith. So that's very exciting, isn't it? So I was I was nine years old when Pastor Vicky said to my mum, I think you should give this church thing a try. And and so my mum did. About those words too. And yeah, about like that. It was about that straight shooting. And uh and so uh my sister and I came along to church and very quickly um God became real to Ash and I. And uh, it, was, it was nine years old in C3 Kids when I prayed that prayer and I gave my life to Jesus and I wept. I wept and I wept and I felt this relief, this peace of God that indeed surpasses all understanding fill me. And I found that, you know, God loved me and he cared for me and you know, everything, you promised me everything was going to be okay no matter what. And so um, it was a very powerful moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Vicky was there. Vicky led me in that prayer. Yeah. Very special. Um, for, for me, I grew up in New Zealand and my parents are probably watching, so hello, oh, bitch. Um, I, I grew up by uh, Christian parents in a Christian home, went, went to church from day dot, uh, so the story goes, I can't particularly remember when I was about five or six, I asked my dad the question of what does it mean to be Christian? Um, and, uh, and, and then when I was 13, I was at a youth camp and lots of my friends were kind of going up for schools and I thought I probably sh- should do that just in case it didn't count, but I was five or six. <laughs> <laughs> These are sorts. When, when you're 13, you do it. I don't know. Let's do that again. Yeah. Um, but I've just grown up in a Christian home and always believed Jesus was born and saviour. And, yeah. Uh, it's just been progressive Christian life and commitment and decisions. Awesome. So I guess out of that, were you both just church members or did, or, or did you get involved? How, how did you actually get involved in, in, if you like, a path towards ministry? Sure. Um, my uh, early memories of church, uh, um, <clears throat> one of my earliest things serving was doing the overhead projector uh, when I was old enough to read what it said on the, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I think I helped my parents with uh, kids church. Um, so just growing up uh, involved in, in church and then uh, in youth, uh, I was always involved in some technical things or uh bit of leadership uh and just getting involved and helping facilitate youth as i kind of became uh last couple years of high school a bit more involved um and then started doing music learning the guitar and the bass just so i could play on the band at church and um nobody else ever did that did they (laughs) and then um just uh after high school just felt like that's 
um, being involved in church or ministry uh, in a more structured sense. Mm. Uh, I was something I wanted to do and felt called to. Uh, so I started an internship and serving with my youth pastor in New Zealand and then uh, felt called to felt cool to move to Australia to study and kind of gain further understanding in, in ministry and leadership and um, ultimately. Yep, good. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Carmen, what about, what about you? I know. Oh, very much the same, isn't it? It's like, yeah, we we couldn't do anything else until we'd done our time on that, that overhead projector. <laughs> And, uh, and, and, th- and it's great because you're, you're in the service, you're involved and, and again, it just grew from there. And then, you know, one day it was like, Hey, we're going to form a youth band. Do you want to be a part of it? I'm like, sure. And, and of course it just grows from there. And then you're on worship team and then you're helping with whatever around the place. And my, my love for the house of God just grew because I was allowed to be a part of anything and I was allowed to try my hand at anything. And, um, and yet from there, it just, uh, this grew and this is, I just knew this is the place where I wanted to be. And I wanted to serve in the house of God all the days of my life. And I, re- I remember you as you were coming up towards the end of school life. That's all right. <laughs> and, uh, you George always had a church. This is my turn. <laughs> You always had a dream that when you left school that you wanted to go to, to Sydney to C3 Oxford Falls and study the Word and and really immerse yourself in, in God and in church and church life. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I, I think it was a number of um, old calls in my teens that the call of God um, really came on my life. There was lots of prophecy about you know serving and leading and and even more specific ones about there's like a church in my spirit there's and um and so as I got to the end of school I thought you know I I need to get trained up if this is what I'm going to do and so I put it in God's hands and um I was very fortunate enough to get a scholarship to study that first year of um Bible college and I ended up staying um, the three years. Year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did all right. I got permission to stay. Um, and it was always with, I'm probably jumping ahead, but always with the view of understanding that I was, I was, I felt called to build the house of God. Yeah. 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 What about you, Nathan? How did you end up in Sydney in, in Oxford Falls? Yes. So, um, I, high school, end of high school, didn't exactly know what I was going to do, but then I uh, went into studying business and management. Uh, but halfway through that first year, I was at a youth conference and I didn't really piece this all together until two or three years later. Uh, that, that was a, a, a moment. But um felt, felt like during this uh, conference that the call for to, to ministry to be a, vocation or something I'd spend more time in. Um, and then, so I, I went, uh, the following year did internships, um, with, in, in my church with the youth pastor I mentioned before, uh, who was quite influential in my teens and, uh, and then the college there, like it was going fine and the youth ministry was growing and we were having fun. 
uh, but just felt like wanted more, uh, something that was more spirit filled, more alive, just felt like needed, uh, bigger horizons and bigger, um, bigger vision for, uh, what was, what was next and sort of looked all over the place, uh, actually from the U S to all around New Zealand and Australia and, um, C3, Oxford Falls School of Ministry as it was there, uh, just as soon as I opened this perspective, so I just knew I had to be there. Um, and so the, the following year, yeah, moved to, uh, Australia, to Sydney, uh, a whole bunch of bad decisions <laughs> this fight. Yeah. Moving to another country when you're 20 by yourself and not really knowing anyone and just kind of figuring out how to budget and work and study and pay for all that stuff. And, uh, but just served and got involved in church and, uh, loved every minute of it. It was chaotic and crazy, but a whole bunch of fun. Mm. So how did you two actually find each other on this sprawling campus? So, <laughs> what to say? Well, laugh. I want to know what you you no, to say. No, 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 no. I wanted to know what you wanted to say. Uh, so, so I um, tell us the truth. Come on, different <laughs> perspective. Two, two years later, I was in my third year studying. Uh, Carmen uh, came along uh, two years after that. Uh, so we were just going through college. We we're both studying. I was kind of a student leader and uh, running things. Um, and we, I think, had a couple of conversations during the year, but there was um, really just kind of one one conversation we had, and then I, we're just hanging out. It was we're, we're actually on a uh, missions trip. We had been to a church, and we're just having lunch on the way back to where we were staying. We ended up alone. Whoops! <laughs> but it was lunch in a public place. It was all, it was all good. Uh, and, and then it was, uh, we were just uh, hanging out, and um, uh, yeah, uh, probably a month or two later, that we discovered we had lots in common. Yes. I think. Yeah. I think um, we covered lots of foundations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we were, you know, student leaders at school, and we obviously wanted to do something in the church. We didn't know what, but we wanted to. Yeah, and as well, and. Uh, college there was at the time yeah. that the first year dating rule that because there's so much uh spiritual change and stuff that goes on and unpacking and repacking in your first year plus hormones yeah <laughs> plus hormones they prefer you to uh not make any dating decisions until the end of that year um so on the last day Ask Carmen out. Um, uh, I mean, technically, she knew I was going to ask her out. (laughs) But we went on the first day of of the last day. Uh, (laughs) Without being too cute or spur about it, kind of knew on the first date we were going to get married. It was kind of, (laughs) but it's it's not a story. It encodes for everybody's birthday. That immediately on the first date, that's an expectation, but <laughs> for us, for us yeah. because we had a lot of common ground, we were there for a common purpose. There was a lot of stuff that you know, aligned us already. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I think we were surrounded by people who were like, oh, yes. And they knew that Mason, what Mason was going to do. And they would have said, hang on, stop, if that wasn't the right thing. And 
you know, I was living with Phil and Karen who are here today and I knew they would have put a stop to anything that they was, you know. Um, and and, and so, so back here for spiritual mother. Yes. And actual mother. That's and right. We were... We were talking a lot, weren't we, <laughs> about what was going on and what wasn't and whether it was all right and, yeah. Exactly. Scary bloke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is he okay? Well, not to mention the fact, of course, that you were both in Sydney. That's and, right. I know that by then, Nathan, had you started working for Vodafone? By that, I was actually working for the college. I used to work at just, just started doing all that. Right. And um, so you were building a life for yourself and you'd obviously taken to life in Sydney quite well as well. Yeah. What prompted the move back to Adelaide? Um, I think I think we always knew that Sydney wasn't a final destination. It was a launching pad, right? And so um, I know that my mother prayed every day for me. She did on test. Especially those days when I was, you know, walking in the dark home from work and, you know, um, and and praying for us. But you know, she's amazing because she and David too. They they held it with open hands. Yeah. You know, you guys held it with open hands, mm. and we were trusting God. But we always knew it wasn't a final destination. That there was a church that we needed to help plant or to be a part of that wasn't wasn't there. And although we had incredible supports in Sydney, I think there came a point where we were thinking about starting a family yeah, and we wanted to be surrounded by our family. Yeah. And so um, I think that was a big part of the decision, wasn't it, really? Yeah. That, and and growing up in this house, it, you guys are my family mm. and it's a generational church and this is something very special. This place, these people, you are very special. This is a ma- an amazing place to raise children in the house of God. And that's was sort of our, we, we kind of, you know, not forgot the call, but that was our priority in that moment, wasn't it? Yep. To have a, have a place where we could raise our family. Kids do take up a fair bit of time. They do. They do. They do. And, and so and for you, this was a coming home sort of event, but for Nathan, this was a, a, a leap of faith, uh, and especially, I mean, I don't know what the churches were like in New Zealand, but you know, much as we love C3 Norwood, we know that it's it's not C3 Oxford Falls. Uh, so what, what were some of the adjustments you, you had to make? Um, um, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, so my background, I guess there were a lot of Pentecostal churches, and then my teens was in a uh, Anglican church with a fairly charismatic youth group and uh, youth pastor. Um, and yeah, then Oxford Falls, which was um, quite big, like single campus essentially for a lot of that time. Uh, so just the, uh, like every, everything's kind of multi-generational in one location. I think in a, in a bigger environment, you kind of have uh, everything segmented into the different generations um, and quite value the multi-generational yeah. um, uh, impact. And so uh, there, there weren't a, a lot of kids around at the time and um, that was kind of one of the things of starting a family and kind of starting off the, the, the young families. Um, but 
like thinking of the generations, like the Hooper family. I was just thinking about this last night. I think currently there's four generations in the family. Uh, when we started, there were four, but that was, was Granny. Is it, I'm just just remembering the name. So, but there's kind of been four generations. Generation passed, uh, a new generation come in. Mm. Um, so I think like having that all in one community and and then uh, just sitting for a period of time, like coming from big environment and there's a lot, yeah, chaotic things can happen in big environments, mm. but um, just being allowed to sit and rest and mm. not be too involved initially for the first year or two uh, mm. and just kind of naturally see things that we can help with that we just kind of start, started off doing that because we don't really know how to do church otherwise. <laughs> you don't know how to do uh, nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just to ha- have that opportunity to sit, sit and rest and just be mm. part of the community. So how long have you actually been here now in this church? We arrived in Adelaide on February the 10th, 2012. Um, not that I remember a particular date. <laughs> <laughs> I moved to Australia on February 7th, 2005. <laughs> <laughs> they're both February, so they're yeah, easy, same, easy. same week, so they're pretty easy to remember. Yeah, so we've been here 11 and a half years. Yeah, no, yeah. That, That's back here. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Um, what do you love about this place, this house for you? Gosh, I think I sort of said it already. It was a bit of a spoiler before, but um, I love that I can make a mistake. Can I say that? You can, yeah. can I say that? Well, you've got... Um, I love that I grew up in an environment where, that you guys facilitated, that you created, where we could give anything a go. And we did some crazy stuff that we thought was the best idea and that flopped bad, you know, and, and but we weren't to be discouraged. And these guys didn't let us be discouraged. And I and I think part of me is just I just want that for my kids too. Yeah. And I think that's what makes this place so special is that there is a place for everyone. There's a place for everyone to discover who they are in Jesus, their God-given gifts, um, to try things, to fail things, and to pick yourself up again. That this is a loving community that no matter what happens, we gather around each other and we move on. We move forward together in love. And I think... Um, I, that was just became so evident and so real to us. And a lot of you know our story, but when Mathan became sick at the end of 2019, I think we knew then more than ever that this is where we were meant to be, the love and the support we got that was just above and beyond and, and blew our minds. Um, so, yes, lots of reasons this place is special. Mm-hmm. And lots of reasons we want to give our lives to serving. Serve, yeah. What about you, Mason? Do you want to add anything? Or? Um, just comp- complimentary, yeah, in terms of your leadership and grace. Um, it wasn't a question of your loss. I, I know. <laughs> exactly. Um, you wouldn't do that. Uh, but the, the grace and permission you give us to grow to uh, offend you. <laughs> uh, and, and, and to kind of like call, call it, it. Out, the, the opportunity and the permission 
uh, and, and just further to what I said about the, the Hooper family, but the, the people, um, so it's the generations, but the individuals, uh, particularly the core group that have been with you from the start, uh, I think it was an amazing legacy and, uh, just the, yeah, the, the different parts of the community, the, the, the younger families we've got at the moment, the, uh, the older generations that um, provide wisdom and life experience. Um, so it's, yeah, I, I mean, we can't say we're here because we've got a great building or no. uh, and that wouldn't, even if we did, uh, and when we do, that's not going to be the, the thing. It's the, it's the people and the relationships and um, that we can just kind of go through every day and every week and every year. Well, I was, was going to ask one more question, but I think you've, you've pretty much answered it with all of that. Um, so just to say, just to finish off by saying that we've, We've had a, a bit of a chat here. Mo most of you, I think, uh, have known most of what we've said about Carmen and Mathan and uh, perhaps some of their journey is is new. But we we just want to emphasise that this, this is, I mean, we've been pastoring this church for 25 years and this is the first time we've ever felt to appoint somebody to uh, assist us, to share the, the burden, to, to take on new things, um, to perhaps not step back, but step sideways a little bit to allow a little more space um, and to to bring fresh ideas and, and fresh uh, fresh blood, if you like, to the mix. Um, and we do anticipate that they will probably uh, do some things that we wouldn't do, um, just like they did when they were 13. Um, but we, 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 we do plan on embracing that. We've put our, our trust and, and our... our um, desire to be uh, multi-generational into them and we hope that you will follow our lead and put your trust uh, into the, their lives and their leadership as well. So yeah. can we just put our hands together for Pastor Mason and Pastor Carmen. No, no, Thanks. Then we got to get tired of saying that. And I just want to say, uh, sorry. First of all, we're business. Uh, please do not call us. Then. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best decision we're making yet. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say thank you both. I know we've said it a lot as we've come to this day, but thank you for trusting us. Thank you for believing in us. Thank you to our family. You're amazing. And thank you to all of you, our church family. We wouldn't be here without you. Thank you for loving us and trusting us.